Welcome to Crash Chords Autographs. Today, Matt welcomes Rachel Schenk, a musician, comedian, and actress hailing from Astoria, Queens. Rachel is no stranger to the world of Crash Chords. She appeared in episode 95 with bandmate Mark Robert Turner as a member of the comedy duo Afterbirth Monkey, and also in episode 166 as herself. With Matt, Rachel chats about her newest day job working for The Ride NYC, her chance discovery that she can freestyle rap, and also about her growth as an artist. They also chat about her newest concept album with Afterbirth Monkey called Making a Beeline to Wasted, and also about her solo album that's in the making. And so, with some reflections on her acting, her role in The Restaurant, a film written by Eric T. Ford, and her experience in improv, here's presenting Matt Storm and Rachel Schenk. And welcome to Crash Chords Autographs. I, of course, am Matt, a.k.a. Stormageddon, and my guest this week is the one and only Rachel Shank. Hi, Internet! Welcome back to Casa de Stormageddon. Good to be back. It's been too long. It has been way too long. Last oh. time we had you on, you brought us, um, oh, what was the, a uh, Best Coast. Best Coast, yes, yeah. Yes, on the Crash Chords Podcast. And then I was to come back, and then I ruined everything. You did ruin everything, but I I've ruined, forgiven you. I ruined, yeah, no, yeah. I was banished for a while. You were banished for a while. Well, right. in all fairness, we had uh, gathered and prepared, and then I texted you saying, hey, where are you? You went, Oh, that was today. today Shit, I, I have to it, work. I wrote it down in the yeah. wrong spot. Yeah. Because I'm really dumb. Well, it happens, and I've forgiven you. But I'm also you. very adorable. So. You are very adorable, so you get away with it. You're lucky, I know. Um, but it's good to have you back. It's good um, to be back. Um, well, good to be here on Autographs. Yes, for the first it's your time. debut on Autographs. Yeah, one so, of the few crossover guests. Yeah, so I've brought the uh, the new Space Jam soundtrack to yeah, the review. Yeah, no, wrong show, wrong uh, show. Yeah. Listen, the first track is just trans. Oh, sorry, my bad. Yeah, yeah, no. The other show, but we, <laughs> we're not doing old albums anymore. However, if they do end up remaking, Making Space Jam, like the rumor goes, yeah. then we'll have a new album, a new uh, Space Jam album. I would to like to, for all time, just say dibs, everyone. On that? On that, on the new Space Jam soundtrack. And then I'm just going to sneakily talk about the old one the whole time. Exactly, because it's probably not going to be as good as the old one anyway. Yeah. Um, so you've been busy, you've been doing music stuff, you've been doing yeah. acting stuff. Around. Um, and um, so I. Last we talked, we chatted, uh, I think it was about three weeks ago, you were talking about how you're working on some solo stuff. Yeah. And then you're trying to put together some solo stuff. I know that you and Mark, of course, are still working on Afterbirth Monkey stuff. Yeah, we're uh, we're now a bi-coastal, polyamorous musical comedy duo. <laughs> uh, so I am exploring the space of being this solo ukuleleist. I am not as funny without Mark Robert Turner, and that is true. I mean, to be fair, he's pretty funny. He is hilarious, he and is. together, like, our brains just, like, explode with comedy. Um, so the, the solo ukulele stuff, is it more kind of pop, you know, solo stuff? Are you still trying to do some comedy stuff? Um, I'm definitely gearing more toward quirky, interesting, and less just outwardly joke after joke after joke. Okay. Um, 
I mean, I still would appreciate if I play live to get some laughs. <laughs> that would not hurt my feelings. Oh, wait, you're saying you're not a, a taking yourself as a serious artiste? I am just, I am so very serious about my songs about love <laughs> and how dealing with poop is okay in love. Because love is dealing with other people's shit. I mean, it is. You know, it's something really serious about yeah, it. Yeah, so super serious. So just real serious. So uh, how do you how are you finding that's different than performing in a duo? Um, it's weird to get feedback now. Yeah. When when Mark and I were working together, actually, I just listened to our album, the latest one, mm-hmm. "Making a Beeline to Waste," now available on Spotify and <laughs> iTunes. Um, I was listening to it. And I was remembering writing all the songs and how when we wrote them together, I always knew we had a good song because when we were writing it and we were laughing at the creation of it, then yeah. it was like, yeah. And now it's it's kind of like creating a burlesque number, mm-hmm. making solo songs because right. I'm kind of making it in a vacuum now. Yeah. And the only time I get feedback is if I'm performing or like at an open mic and I'm still just like too scared to go to open mics because mm. comedians are there and they're the worst. They are the kind worst. Of the worst. Yeah. Said the musical comedian. Yeah, well, I also happen to know some other musicians who are also comedians who also probably agree. So Yeah, no. That's it's, fair. It's bad news. Like <laughs> there are many, many comedy bros out there and I'd like to not deal with them. Fair enough. So it's it's just been interesting. Uh is there a plan to put out an album of your own of solo stuff? Yes. Excellent. It started. Oh, I, cool. I started assembling a track list. Excellent. And it has a working title. I'm like, it might call it this. Okay, great. So that'll be fun. And so is this songs that you've already created or are you still in the process? Like you have ideas for some and they um, haven't been made? I have a solid five or six songs mm-hmm. already written that... I had been working on while still collaborating with Afterbirth Monkey, uh, and I was contemplating adding them to our our canon. Mm-hmm. But then when Mark relocated, suddenly I had this just like plethora of songs where I was like, "Well, I I wrote these. They're finished. They're not going to get the Afterbirth Monkey once over. So right. I guess." I'll just stamp these Rachel and put them out there. And then there are some that are just like concepts. Uh, I'm really good at making choruses. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to studying musical improv at the Magnet Theater. Check them out if you're interested in New York. <laughs> I'm just going to plug things that I like. That's this fine. Whole day. It's totally cool. Uh, we don't have any sponsorships, so maybe they'll yeah. reach out to be a sponsor. This podcast episode brought to you by MeUndies. <laughs> oh, God, don't do that. Because I'm... <laughs> Then MeUndies may call to have me removed or something. I don't nah, know. Nah, if anything, they'd be like, hey, listen, thanks for the free plug. I love MeUndies, by the way. I've not actually used They're it. They're great. They're they great. Mm-hmm. But I digress entirely. <laughs> uh, but because I've been doing musical improv at the Magnet, I've sort of been able to like assemble choruses pretty easily. Because oh, cool. suddenly when you're in a room for two hours with a group of people and you're like, now make up songs about pineapples and we're doing a whole show you just go oh this isn't that hard uh and so i'm trying to embrace writing more just about what i feel and what i see um 
which has just been really interesting. Well, yeah, because it's very different from some of the stuff you did with Afterbirth Monkey. Yeah. Some of it was very plotted, kind of comedic, like, yeah. observational humor. Totally. And some of it was, like, I mean, like, a song like Nerd Him was clearly a song you wrote where you're just like, I'm a nerd and I like nerdy things. Yeah, totally. And, but then there are other songs on that album that, are definitely like, here are some crazy things that we can smash into a song that'll be goofy together. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it sounds like it's a different perspective on writing. Mm-hmm. Without question, because suddenly I'm the, the lone voice. Mm-hmm. And it's weird to be, like, super accountable for that and then just be like, hey, friend who's in my apartment hanging out with me, can I play you a song? Right. I want your opinion on this. Or, like, sending, like, recordings to friends, which I constantly do. Uh, shout out to uh, Sarah Tops, who is <laughs> my number one. I'm like, hey, I wrote this. What do you think? Here's a here's a stuff. Who's a uh, former guest of this podcast yeah. and also someone I adore as well. What up, Sarah Tops? What up, Sarah Tops? Who will definitely listen to this. Who I am definitely going to have lunch with. In like two days. Awesome. I'm so excited. Uh, uh, um, but, well, and I, I would gather also that being more accountable and then being more personal, it feels more like you're kind of letting people in when you're yeah. give, putting something out like that. Stuff with humor, it's like some of it's personal, and of course yeah. you want it to be funny, but there's kind of a less less of a vulnerability, I would gather. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're writing sin- sincere-ish or sincere songs, yeah. there's more of like this kind of open heart to it. Yeah, it's true. You know, when I <laughs> when I sing about the bodega cat that I am in love with in my neighborhood, I mean it. Yeah, I uh, believe it. It's true. I actually uh, did play a gig yesterday. Uh, Scarlet Lace, a really wonderful burlesque performer and mm-hmm. dancer, has started curating a show at the Cobra Club. Oh, cool. Uh, and I think it's tackling different themes, and so I was at the first show... And I, I actually brought back uh, an old Afterbirth Monkey song and then one that I had written just to, like, test the waters and mm-hmm. see, like, where it was. And afterwards, people came up to me and they're like, your song about that bodega cat was so funny. And I was like, you know what? That's just my truth. That's just my <laughs> exactly. Truth. It's real, though. Like, that calico cat is the love of my life. Have you considered uh, negotiating with the bodega about owning said cat? Nope, I can never let them know. Uh, It's a secret, a secret, a lured, secret love. Secret cat love. There you go, another song right there. You're welcome. Done. Cat love. Print it. Put it in the book. Um, Well, it's exciting to hear that the new Afterbirth Monkey album is out. I know that had been in the works for a while. Yeah, it kind of dropped in secret. It kind of just went... So it's been out since mid-December. Oh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. I'll have, to definitely ch- I'll have to definitely check it out. I'm happy to know it's out. And so yeah. um, I guess the idea was to put that out just so you could move on to working on whatever you guys are going to do next. Yeah. So are you guys still working on stuff um, we're, uh, bi-coastally? We're in talks. I mean, Mark yeah. just moved to Santa Monica at the beginning sure. of January. and uh, I'm sure he's working to get settled and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's like the big wig for the company he works for over there. Oh, that's, so that's awesome. Really Good for cool. him. Um, but we are in discussions about possibly starting a podcast. Oh, great. Uh, figuring that out. I would um, listen to the shit out of that podcast. Yeah, it would I'm just really saying. just be the two of us just like talking yeah. and like comparing lives. And Why not know. record your catch-up sessions? Exactly. I think 
you know what? I think that's slowly what the internet is becoming. Yeah. Though. Like when you think about what we're watching on YouTube and what we're listening to on podcasts, and you, internet, what you're listening to right now is a conversation between two friends. That's true. You know, while you're eating your bagel or you're sitting on the train or you're taking a shit, which I you was might just be. gonna say, taking a poop is on that taking list. Taking a poop, it's it's easily an option. Or or grinding out missions of World of Warcraft, as yeah, I tend to yeah, do when I'm yeah. listening to podcasts. Yeah, I'm looking at you, James. Who's <laughs> pooping right now? There's gonna be a James. He's pooping. pooping and he's gonna he's like, like what? she's a witch uh, but no like that's what I'm drawn to right like, sure very conversational things and Mark and I when we talk when we just like hang out yeah we laugh you know sure. like we we would write songs and we'd laugh we'd talk and we'd laugh and I think that that joy that like energy that like brain to brain connection that we have is someone that doesn't need to just live in the circle of us two. I think it could be shared, and I think it would be really nice. Sure, yeah. I mean, for the world to laugh at us laughing <laughs> at blowjob humor. Exactly. I mean, some of my favorite po- podcasts are candid conversation. I mean, I base this existence pretty much on ripping off Chris Hardwick, the Nerdist, who yeah. I love, mm-hmm. because most of his candid conversations end up just being funny because they're candid. Yeah. And and like I, my, a friend of mine, uh, shout out to Dan Colonna, and yeah, he, Dan. He and his friends just started a gaming podcast called. Dinosaur Machines uh, Game Club podcast, mm-hmm. and it's a book club but with video games. Oh, super and they cool. pick, a, they take turns picking a game, and then they talk about it the next week. And I've been listening to a bunch of the episodes back to back of games I've never played. Yeah. But because of their banter and how candid they are, because they're clearly all friends, and because I know Dan personally, I enjoy listening to them talk about these games. Some of which I may play, and some of which I won't. And it's actually gotten me interested in certain games because it's just an open conversation. And yeah. I think uh, my favorite YouTubers are also the same way. The reason I watch Markiplier is I think because oh, it's because I watched him go from this evolution of just being an asshole who records playing games yeah. to like doing improv and sketches. As of this recording, he just released actually a Choose Your Own Adventure date video, which yeah. links to branching paths of this narrative. And I think it was really a great idea. Yeah, shout out to Markiplier. Uh, dream uh, guest for this show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've reached out to him. I haven't heard back. But, you know, who knows? One day. One day, someday. Happen. The dream. Listen, just, just the dream. Send, you know, just in photos of me in like, exactly. the boudoir. Exactly. Like, She'll be there too. <laughs> What's up, Markiplier? I know you're dating someone, but I don't care. <laughs> Living life. I feel the same way. Yeah. Uh, I'm super into a YouTube series called uh, Good Mythical Morning. Mm-hmm. And it's these two guys who've been friends since they were in the first grade, and they have like a morning style talk show. That's amazing. Where they, a lot of times, they eat really gross things, and they're like <laughs> adults, and it's just, it's so charming. It reminds it's, me of, have you ever seen Community? Yes. Troy and Abed in the morning. Oh, like yes. it's just it's exactly it's a, like that. It's what like, I'm thinking. Yeah. Um favorite bit in that whole show is when they do Troy and Abed in the morning with Jeff as a guest and they're like, Who are you talking to? Like <laughs> yeah. what are you what are where are you, you looking? Yeah. I like the one where they do Troy and Abed in the morning nights. Oh and yeah. It's like go to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, oh man, that show. It, yeah, Shout I, out to I Dan Harmon. Right? I still haven't gotten it. So I listened to his podcast a little bit, but I haven't. He he's doing this D and D show now, where yeah. he's playing D and D with friends, and they've animated it. And mm-hmm. I've been wanting to watch it, but I haven't yet. Yeah. I've heard good things. That's on CISO. CISO, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another CISO uh, set of greats, the McElroy brothers. Yes, they I've have seen the that. Adventure Zone. Yeah. 
And this is pretty much just a love-in for stuff we like. Right? I've doing. actually been wanting to watch on CISO um, Hidden America, which Jonah Ray is doing, Ooh, who's nice. from The Nerdist, which I've heard it's like a mockumentary kind of like, he goes to places and meets these people. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be very funny. But um, but that stuff's got to influence the work you do. I mean, I know you've oh, also question. you're you're an actress as well. You yeah. were in the restaurant, which was directed by our good friend Eric Ford. Yeah. Uh, what up, Eric? What up, Eric? So, do you find that um, your writing is influenced by your acting, or vice versa? Do you feel like you know your music and and your acting are interconnected in any way, or are they I, separate art artistically? I feel very much that everything I'm doing artistically leads to everything else that I'm doing. Like, I constantly am changing and evolving and, like, trying new skills. And everything lends itself to the disciplines that I've already been a part of. Mm -hmm. Uh, Already, like, doing musical improv has made me a better writer, just like a better songwriter, a better structural creator um being a freestyle rapper has helped with you know just general bits of improv because suddenly like when you're freestyle rapping you have to like think so quickly Mm -hmm. and then suddenly you're in like an improv space and you're like oh i don't even have to rhyme right now this is cake (laughs) And, and everything just like influences like burlesque was influencing after birth monkey in the way we'd structure things how yeah. the jokes would slowly reveal themselves and the stakes would be raised and then the musical comedy was influencing the burlesque because suddenly it was like here are the beats of comedy to understand it's everything that is happening for me is part of a whole like a whole Rachel brand well I was just gonna say I feel like now with so much crossover art that you kind of have to brand yourself I mean it's like most of the musicians I know have some semblance of acting or YouTube space or Mm -hmm. vice versa it's like I've seen Markiplier pop up on other sketches and other people's channels and it's this idea of kind of you know, every YouTuber I know has a podcast now, all mm-hmm. of these things. Yeah, and I or think, like a, a music album. Or, exactly. You know, and I think I think moving into this modern era where we're less reliant on studios or theater companies or producers to, like, be the, the creators, the presenters mm-hmm. of what's going on. Uh, we have more ability to be independent artists and I think having more than one discipline more than one more than one interest is is great Um, I mean I've always said I have a desire to be the best at being mediocre at a lot of things (laughs) that's true I really believe you're on record as saying that before that's tattooed in my mind like (laughs) someone like opened my skull and just like put it in there Um, but yeah I think that is always Important, and I think a lot of my opinion about that was coming up in in theater in college and being forced into a certain box. Right. You know, you're you're young, you're pretty, you're Juliet. Like. Right. That's it. Maybe like, you want to be get. Romeo. Like, hey, no, nah, man, no. Nah, let me. I want to do the other stuff too. <laughs> so I think I just quickly embraced the concept of let's do more than one thing. And do them all passively. Well, passively is good. I feel yeah. like it's a good place to start at least. Yeah, you know, the sucking at something is the first step to being sort of good at something. 
<laughs> that's a great way of looking at yeah, it, I'd say. From, that's from Adventure Time. That's true. That is from Adventure Time. Um, so, uh, what up, Jake the dog? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Joe, Joe DiMaggio, one of wow. my favorite humans in the world oh, who does amazing so things. Great. Do you ever yeah, see his documentary? He's docu- one of those people that's just like, he does a lot of stuff. You've seen I Know That Voice, right? The documentary he did? I haven't. What? I know. It's on Netflix. It's amazing. It's Ooh. just a collection of voice actors, and it's... Just like all the voices that you've known your entire life all together talking about voice acting. It's I really, amazing. I really hope someone out there is like just making a list of all the, all the stuff they have to check out. Already they've recommended, like, yeah. Do this, watch We're only this, like 20 minutes this. in and yeah. it's like, here's a ton of stuff to check out. <laughs> when two fanboys get together, <laughs> pretty much. They fanboy about everything. Um, while we're in the process of fanboying, then I uh, want to ask you about the kind of stuff that you're taking in these days that informs your art. I mean, we talked a lot about comedy and music the yeah. last time you were on but you know now that you're doing more things and you're kind of stepping uh, sidestepping burlesque for now and kind of focusing on music and acting are there certain tv shows movies music that you're taking in that's really kind of inspiring you or motivating you i would definitely uh say that steven universe (laughs) is having a big impact on it's a phenomenal show what i'm writing and what i'm thinking uh there's there's just something so charming about the storylines and the music of that show. Um, it's just very genuine and very, mm-hmm. very, um, you know, like... It feels natural. The music's not yeah, really intrusive. Yeah. Like, it just feels like it's emotionally natural for yeah, the moment. Totally. Uh, the I don't know how far you are. So I just finished episode four in season two. So I've okay. seen the whole first season. Okay, yeah. I'm like way ahead. There's an entire like musical episode. Oh, wow. Yeah, you are in for some <laughs> feelings on that one. I'm sure. And, uh, you know, just infusing just like that quirky charm with real genuine emotion. Yeah. I think is really like capturing what I want to convey. Um, well, I think the, the, sh- the thing that show does best besides just its music in general is the fact that it transitions from comedy to drama so seamlessly yeah, and back. it's beautiful. Like, there are moments where beautiful things are happening. I'm getting upset, and then it goes right back into comedy yeah. like that. And it's it's really brilliant. I love the writing. Also, this idea of the superheroes, and then Steven is just a, a little boy, but yeah. then also desperately wants to be that superhero as well. And yeah. watching him transition back and forth is, is it's fantastic. Great. Yeah. It's, yeah, no, that's really capturing my, my spirit right now. Uh, uh, pop quiz, favorite uh, gem, crystal fa- gem. Oh, gosh. Um because for mine, it's it's absolutely Garnet. I oh, love Garnet. I love Garnet. Oh gosh. Um, I mean, I kind of uh, I kind of picture you somewhere between Pearl and um, um, oh, why am I blanking on the third crystal gem? Um, Amethyst. Amethyst. Yeah. I kind of I, picture you somewhere between there. Yeah. I gosh, man, I feel like. There, where you are, there, there are gems that you haven't met. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So I'm not uh, yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, so. we we can we can redact that that question for now. But, it's all good. It's all good. But um, I love all of them. That's true. That's a good answer. Yeah. I actually, I have to admit, my favorite is Lion. Lion's the best. Lion is so great. He's the best. I love Lion. Uh, lion is the best. Yeah, and then um. Uh, everyone wants a giant fluffy lion to ride true, around. It's true. It's true. Who wouldn't? Yeah, and I'm definitely taking in uh, musically. 
continuing in my stream of listening to lots of nerdcore hip-hop mm-hmm. and like funny hip-hop um acoustic comedy artists uh just regular acoustic artists too there's a artist that i got turned on to not that long ago mal blum is her i name. love mal blum <gasps> she is she's great i wrote a song just really recently not funny at all uh-huh. um and i was like this is positively a mel blum song right now yeah like the whole like so my wife's band is covered um i got drunk for a long oh, time now boy. yeah um, but I love her stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, that yeah. Mablam does some really great work. Yeah, I got really mad when I listened to Ode to Kalele. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was suddenly like, well, I'm never going to write a love song to my ukulele as good as this one. Right, exactly. I'm sorry, sweet pea. It, it, it's, uh, it's always interesting when you discover art that you're like, oh, that was from my brain. I yeah. don't know how you got yeah. that. But it's it's like when I saw first saw the movie Scott Pilgrim for the first time, I was like, because I hadn't read the comics yet, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is from my brain. Yeah. I don't know how they found it, but this is my brain that's on the screen. Yeah, that's how I felt when What Does the Fox Say hit the world. I was like, <laughs> why? Damn it. <laughs> like, why didn't you an, think of that? This was an afterbirth monkey song. It, it, like, it, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing that. I'm doing that yeah, like Captain Picard meme. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, come on. Um, so, I mean, that's great. I think... Uh, you know, for yeah. me, I'm always drawing from all different things artistically around me. Yeah. Um, if you're really into nerdcore hip hop and indie hip hop in general, I have to ask: Have you heard of Dan Bull? No. So Dan Bull is an artist we just covered on the Crash Chords podcast. He just put out a new album called Hip Hop Hooray. He's a British <gasps> rapper, indie rapper, and he raps about video games. He raps cool. about all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've always enjoyed him because he. He he's he's kind of and he says it in his lyrics. He's trying to mix like rap and comedy and like he wants to be a cross between Eminem and Monty Python. That's great. And uh, and I highly recommend his stuff. He has a great song about um, his struggles with autism. He's got hearing issues that have affected his life and like mm-hmm. you know he's talking about he's sung about becoming a new father and all this other stuff. I yeah. I, I tend to enjoy hip hop. It's why I like a lot of nerdcore. That's more about realistic themes, stuff that mm-hmm. I enjoy or know. You know, I love a good song about a, a you know a giant Voltron robot, but I also like songs that are about things that I can relate to. Yeah. It's why I loved a lot of hip-hop in the 90s, but didn't really relate to any of it. Yeah. Um, but I highly recommend him. If you haven't heard him, totally. check him out. Also, internet, you do it too. I hope yeah. you're keeping a list. Just, you know what, take your phone out. You're right. Start like... this episode from the beginning and just make a note. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. I, really I, I'm hoping someone will comment back with just a list of all the stuff we've recommended. Please, yes, that please. would be amazing. That way I can also keep track. <laughs> yeah, so I can be like, oh, I should rewatch Community. That so, should happen. So I do have to go back a couple of steps. You yeah. did mention that you freestyle rap now. Yes, I do. Now, how, how well do you do with freestyle rapping when you're on the spot without a beat? On the spot without a beat? Is like, that... you want me to freestyle rap right now. Is that a thing that you're capable of doing? Can I marinate on it and y- yes. come back to we it? Yes, we can come back to it. It's... I'm just curious. So when did you start doing freestyle rapping? Uh, well, I currently work for a bus tour show called The Ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's this uh, giant sideways bus that travels around uh, midtown Manhattan and there are different street performance elements to it. And for the past couple years, I've been uh, one of the people on the bus mm-hmm. who's like, here's the Chrysler building, jokes about the Chrysler building, facts <laughs> about the Chrysler building, little bit of crowd work, little bit of this, little bit of that. Um, and it's it's one of the best things I've ever done for money. 
Like, I never want to not do the ride. <laughs> I, I sometimes awesome. really think about it. And I'm like, I really sold out. And I'm like, I don't even care. <laughs> like, I get to make people laugh at this That's city awesome. that I love. Um, but one of the performance elements is actually a, a, a freestyle rap section. Mm-hmm. So the bus rolls up and then this beat drops and then... There's this rapper who's, like, rapping about the stuff that's happening on the sidewalk. It has, like, shout-outs to give to the people on the bus. Um, it's It was one of my favorite performance parts mm-hmm. uh, of the whole show. Like, every time we'd roll up, I was like, yeah, it's going to be so good. <laughs> Chris is going to do so well. Ryan's going to blow your mind. Um, and one of the rappers, uh, Nos was getting dressed uh, like six months ago and I was getting ready to leave and I was like, oh, Nas, just so you know, I can rap. <laughs> and it was more like just cheeky. Like yeah. I have some rap tracks that right. my band has done and they're sure. really stupid. Uh, but suddenly he was like throwing me the mic on the bus and I had to quickly just be <laughs> like, oh, I should rap now. Okay, let's make some stuff up. And it started... Uh, with honestly like my getting into it uh to actually start free rhyming is going rapidy 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 rapping and like throw a, throw throw some love to Shay for the dark lord of for course. that yes, because that's... no joke that gets some laughs from oh the i'm bus. sure um but uh there's there's about five freestyle rappers mm-hmm. and a lot of shifts and there was one day where no rapper could come in and cover this one this one ride. And my manager, Alexis, knew that I'd been doing this back and forth with Nas, and I didn't suck at it at this point. I had, like, a couple months in doing, like, a few bars here and there. Right. And she called me, and she asked me to do this. She was like, would you be willing to do just, like, one rap? Like, that's it. Just yeah. one and then done. And I was so terrified. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, no problem. Okay, yeah, okay. Totally. And I hung up the phone and I was like, what uh, did I just right, agree to? You know the thing every artist does, that they agree to something and then freak out about yeah, it right afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I mean, I don't think I would have said yes if I hadn't had the the love and support of the, of the, of the fellow rappers. Um, who had seen me do bars, and they were like, you're going to be great, don't even worry about it. And also, like, in my past, like, dealing with other performers, like Peter Aguero. Of course. um, Who said, it's okay to be afraid, don't let it stop you. Like, be afraid, but go for it anyway. And I, like, could hear his voice in, like, the back of my mind. Like, he was my Obi-Wan. He was like, be afraid, but do it anyway. So I went to work, and I did this one rap shift, and I did it well, and then I got to audition. And now I'm part of the rap crew. That's amazing. the ride. That's awesome. And represent the ladies. Really cool. So two things I've noticed about this podcast so far is that we're recommending a ton of nerdy stuff. Yes. And we're name-dropping every local New York we badass that we so love. so much love. We do. Um, Listen, we're we're a community, and every it goes back to like different disciplines. Sure, encourage different disciplines. Artists bring out good things in other artists. For sure, you know? like I I wouldn't be doing half the things that I do now had someone else not 
opened a doorway for it. Absolutely. You know, totally. and, and and gave me a chance or like gave me the the willingness or the interest in it. Yeah. You know, like for sure. I am I am nothing without other artists. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this you whole know? show started as an excuse to interview all the indie rappers I knew. Yeah. And then it grew from there. Um, but I think it's just funny. I can't I can't help but in situations like this, especially with people I know in the scene in New York, mm. not mention other performers. Like we we mentioned Sarah Tops, we mentioned yeah. Peter Guerrero, we mentioned Schaefer the Dark Lord. Yeah, they're um, all so important. Well, know? because I think they all understand. I mean, you're wearing a Cool Z shirt. I am. Um, shout out to Zach, aka Cool what Z. We love you, sweet baby. Um, I think it's funny how we all support each other. Um, and how uh, supportive the community is in general. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't think I'd be half as successful just doing what I do as far as DJing or hosting or doing the show if it weren't for the burlesque community and the indie musician community in yeah. New York. They just they they're all multi talented and all super supportive. Yeah. And I think that's really important. And I think that you know if you find someone in the scene that's not into what you're doing, then you just make a left turn or a right turn towards someone else who is. Yeah, you, you know? know, you'll you'll find your way if yeah. it's something you really want to do. For sure. You know. Even if it's freestyle rapping Even on a bus. Even if it's freestyle rapping for tourists who barely speak English. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, um, but that's awesome. I'm glad that you have kind of a, a day job that feeds your art and yeah. that you really like. Yeah. That's, I think, super important, and a lot of people don't have that luxury. Yeah. Um, uh, how long have you been do- working on the ride for? Um, two years. Two years now. Yeah, Very yeah, yeah. cool. Um, I got hired at the end of summer. Yeah, two years ago. Um, so I'm kind of a veteran. That's awesome. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird to like... Feel like you're knowledgeable to be somewhere. Good at something. To like, right? I'm not just mediocre at the ride. I'm pretty damn good at it. Isn't it nice to be able to admit that to yourself yeah, though a like, little bit? I'm, I'm good at being a sellout. Yeah. I'm great at <laughs> oh, it. Oh, I don't think the word sellout exists nah, anymore. Cool. Nah, you know, like, <laughs> do what you gotta to pay those bills. For and sure. If you, and if you get to talk on microphones about New York City, why not? Why not? Crack wise and <laughs> make friends. And, so we talked a little bit about uh, musically how you're pursuing a new album that you're going to release solo. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually. 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 Yes. No. Good. No time timelines. Yeah. Check out the new Afterbirth Monkey. That'll yeah. tie you over. Making a beeline to wasted. Making a beeline to wasted. Yeah. Um, and so did it end up being the concept album that you guys wanted it to be? I know you it were kind did. of excellent. It really did. Because I know you guys yeah. wanted this narrative, and yeah. I remember hearing Bring some it back of the songs. To Peter Aguero, he does our narration. Excellent. Yeah. So it's like this weird little storyline. That's fantastic. Uh, that sort of complements what we're doing musically. So there's like a little bit of a story. Excellent. Yeah. That's fantastic. It's, it's like a little play. A but little like play. really dumb. Like <laughs> I mean, really dumb is good. Like a really we dumb We need more really dumb in this world. Where we sing about butt stuff, you know? Who doesn't want to sing about butt stuff? Trump. Trump doesn't want to sing about yeah, parts of That's true. He's probably the worst. not. Well, yeah, yeah. Anyway, moving no on. No shout out to Trump. No, fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know that I have any listeners who are Trump fans, but if I do, goodbye. Um, yeah. Going back to though, talking about your skill sets and how you've been acting again, and I know that you took a break, a break from acting a little bit, right? Like you did yeah, it in school, I, and then you kind yeah. of took I a mean, break for a I while. I kind of. I mean, I guess we're less into could be being in a movie. Yeah. Uh, other than that, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't term myself an actor 
No. Like, I'm more of just like a personality and a dress. I mean, that's I would something say, too. You know. And so you said you've also been taking improv classes as well. Yeah, though. yeah, I've been working on some musical improv. And so, are, were the classes just to help improve your musical improv, or did you just have a, a, an interest in improv on its own anyway? Um, I've always been intrigued by improv. Uh, back when I was growing up in Indiana, I watched the ever-loving crap out of Who's Line. Because who like, didn't? Because it was great. Um, And so, like, the idea that you could just, like, sit with someone and, like, make up an entire thing suddenly, Mm -hmm. just, like, at the drop of a hat, like, you could just make up a song, you just do whatever, um, was so intriguing to me, but it was never something that I really pursued. I did, I've seen Second City in Chicago, Mm -hmm. and I've seen IO, and, like, I always had mad respect for improvers, and never really thought that it was, like, a thing I could do. Right. Um, un- until the ride. Yeah. Uh, because it is so based on you're in that moment on that bus. And yes, you have a script, but it's like a loose script. You know, it's just like mostly just lists of facts and, and like beats you need to hit throughout the show. But everything else, like do what you want. And so I started making friends with all these, these fellow ride hosts and performers who also did improv. And... I ended up getting taken to uh, the Magnet Theater on a Tuesday night where they were doing the musical mixer, which is just a free event mm-hmm. um, every other Tuesday at 10.15 p.m. And you show up, you sign up, and they they put you on stage oh, with wow. a musical improviser, and you both make up a song. Like, you don't have to know anything. Oh, I went in completely cool. cold, completely blind, no idea, and just was instantly like... I want to do this. That's awesome. This is so much fun. I have no idea what just happened, but I made a song with someone and it didn't suck. And so I signed up for classes and I've been slowly studying uh, through the Magnet Theater. That's really cool. Yeah, it's really fun. Well, you were saying earlier that you think that you know it's helped your chorus writing. Yeah, totally. And just like... I guess it teaches you to think in a different way. Yeah. So it can't help but expand all anything you do artistically because it's giving you a different perspective yeah and suddenly having to like make up lyrics improves freestyle rapping right i was gonna say it all just like comes in it all comes together and all just blends and it all just like grows everything you want to do it's so cool to be alive and be an artist (laughs) i'm like so excited about it it's it's great though to see you like that i know that you you know in your past you've struggled with with the art that you're working on and it's not always easy and you know it's nice to see a lot of artists i know thriving now and being passionate about what they're working on yeah i think that's super important right now yeah um so uh we were talking about music earlier and that you're working on a thing that you want to put out at some point. Mm-hmm. Do you have any big projects or any big ideas of things that you want to tackle that you haven't really done yet or that you're looking to do? Um, Anything you're interested in, like, expanding to? I'd really like to move what I'm doing into a more web-based situation. I would love mm-hmm. to tap into the YouTube market. Sure. Um, I mean, who doesn't know? <laughs> right. Like, who, who doesn't I watch, have a YouTube channel? And also, uh, I think I watch more TV, finger quotes, on YouTube than anywhere than else. else. Like, I watch, yeah. there's so many things I'm subscribed to there. Yeah, you know, um, I'd love to, I'd love to get that started. It's, it's that's definitely in its infancy, um, mm-hmm. that concept. I think I might have mentioned wanting to do, like, a talk show. Yes, you have. Um, you mentioned to me. I think that's a great idea. Which I think idea. would be really fun. Well, uh, also, you you know, not to no, no, to call out the late night 
community, like, you know, for the most part, there are no women in late night. A whole lot of dudes. Yep. Um, and whole lot so, of dudes. Uh, except, except for Full Frontal, which yeah. I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like Chelsea Handler and had Chelsea her Handler, show for sure. a while. But I think that YouTube, there are... I feel like a lot of the channels I watch are just dudes. Yeah, you know. And, and that, like, besides uh, Geek and Sundry, which Felicia Day started, which also has kind of evolved, and there are a lot more dudes on that channel now mm-hmm. than there were originally, I feel like. I don't, I can't think of YouTubers, except one or two that I watch regularly, yeah. who are women, except, and, and some of those women are even constantly hosting shows with men. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I just would love to see, I see yeah. enough men everywhere i don't more, uh, more, more ladies women, more women all over pretty much all the time so i would love for you to start a youtube thing. i would love to do it too <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, you, so do you think you'd want to host this talk show this kind of thing hell yeah <laughs> i would be so tickled to to do like what we're doing but yeah. on your end just like get to chill with people yeah. i like and talk about stuff they do like it would make me so happy i think it would be really cool and i think also that's not something that really exists on youtube like a lot of talk shows have a youtube channel yeah i think some of them use it to to uh i think like um he doesn't have a talk show, but like John Oliver's show has transitioned really well from HBO to YouTube. Yeah. Like because you can watch the segments. You can yeah, you can segment it out, which is really, really neat. You know, but I, I can't think of any talk shows really that exist on YouTube right now. Or if they do, I'm not familiar with them. And I think it would really kind of be a cool thing to see. Yeah. And instead of bringing on like you know, uh, celebrities like late night shows. Do you can bring on YouTube personalities yeah. or indie artists yeah. or whatever? Like, I really just think, just like, not that I want to deny you interviewing celebrities because Brad Pitt wants to come on your show. Yeah, you know, it'd be really fun having a platform on the internet where we can throw love at these independent artists <laughs> that we've been name you know, dropping. Maybe we could make it a podcast called Autographs that you could host. Like, <laughs> oh, wait, we're doing that. We're doing that. <laughs> we're doing it right now. We are doing that right now. <laughs> Um, I'd love to all you indie artists in New York and in LA and all over. Exactly. You all know. over, all over. Also, just for the hell of it, uh, another shout out to Mark Robert Turner, who I miss as well. And I hey, haven't Marty, seen. Hey, Marty, I love you. I hope you're listening. Yeah, you will be. I'll make him. <laughs> I'll make him. He'll be so glad that I plugged the album. Oh, right, of course. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I am actually really excited to hear that that's out. I love the first record so much. Yeah. And it, it made it. Like, I had known you for a while before I heard that record, mm-hmm. but I think I first heard that record, I don't remember if it was before the Epic Podcast or if it was on the Epic Podcast, but I remember hearing Nerd Him mm-hmm. and going, oh, I didn't know she sang to. Yeah. Um, and so I was excited to have you guys on. And, you know, I still have Stockholm Syndrome with Katy Perry because of you guys. Twitch, Twitch, I love her. Uh, yeah. Twitch, Twitch. Okay, how can you not? Um, but, you know, it's really exciting to hear that you guys have a, a new album out. I'm yeah. excited to hear it because I, I, the, it, the, the, my, my, not, I don't want to say issue with comedy music, but I find that a lot of music, when comedy's involved, it has to fit into a box. Like, the reason I like Dan Bull, who I recommended earlier, is because he's a rapper. He likes to rap. Yeah. It's just some of his rap music happens to be funny. Mm-hmm. And he, he's a comedy writer. He doesn't think of himself as a comedy writer or a rapper, you know, or whatever. He yeah. thinks himself as all of these things, doing all of these things at once. Yeah. And I think that's what I've always loved about Afterbirth Monkeys. You guys aren't comedy musicians or musical comedy duo. You're just, you you like music and you like comedy. And yeah. it, both of it shows in your music. And I think that's really powerful because it's less about gimmicky stuff now. You know, comedy music can be gimmicky. Yeah, that's and, true. And, and yours doesn't feel gimmicky. It just feels 
it's what it is. Yeah. It feels natural. Yeah, I would be I would be saddened to hear that anything I made was not you know, at least musically competent, right. you know. I actually was having a conversation um after a show uh with this beatboxer named Shockwave. Um, and he was talking about comedians rapping. He's like, you know, like when comedians rap, it's just like a bunch of dick jokes. And I was like, <laughs> yep, yep, that's true. That's really true. Uh, and full full disclosure, I do rap about dicks. Of course. Um, but, you know, it's like sort of knocking that rust off and like getting that out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime you start something, you got to suck at something before you're good at something. Sure, of course. Um, and it's just like trying to... Look at what you've done in the past, and hopefully when you look at that, not that you dislike it or anything. I mean, you can. That's (laughs) great if you want to. Um, But going, okay, I've changed, I've evolved, I've moved forward from that to this, and now suddenly, like, I want to write more rap verses that are about things that I feel and less, like, jokey, dick-centric Concepts like uh, I'm super into this video game called Undertale, and uh, I would love to like yeah. pour my heart into a project that is dedicated to that. Sure, of course. Uh, shout out to Undertale. Um, Toby Fox. Toby. Oh my God, that guy. Yeah, I still haven't gotten to play Undertale, but no I've cannon. seen some playthroughs of it, and yeah. I want to. I want to play it. It's just one of those things that. I've been hooked into certain games, and so I'm trying to play some newer stuff. But I've been hearing about Hunter Tail for a while, and oh, it, it looks so amazing. Oh, sweet! It's so sweet. Yeah, I've I mean, heard if you really, play it like you, you want could be to a mass murderer you if you want really to. Really could, and I, that's also very impactful. I've so I've um, heard, but um, but yeah, and I think that that's what naturally comes through in the art of yours that I've consumed is that it all feels sincere. Yeah. Regardless of your your rate of learning and your quality and how you're improving it, yeah. it seems sincere and. I I think that's really important, especially now. I feel like yeah. it's so obvious when art is created, and I'm not naming names, but when you hear something artistically that seems fake yeah. or kind of manufactured, people can tell. I mean, it's why certain pop stars have a much shorter lifespan and or have to do tons of drastic things to stay relevant because if the any part of them was manufactured, it falls to the wayside. Yeah. You know? And I think that's really important in art in general right now is to kind of be true to yourself and... Uh, I think it brings more people in also. I think it's why podcasts and YouTube and all these things are also more popular because most of these people, like, I get a sense of with Markiplier, as he's gone on, he's kind of become a character. Yeah. That character is an exaggeration on who he is. Yeah. Not divorced from who he is. Yeah, I've never never watched a... I mean, I'm new to the Markiplier scene, um, so when I watch a lot of his playthroughs, I get the sense that he's sort of like playing up himself. Of course. And I think that's great. Yeah. You know, like you're you're being an entertainer while participating in this different form of entertainment, you know, like totally. who wants to sit and watch someone else play a video game in silence? Yeah, you know, of course like, not. We're here for your color commentary, Markiplier. Um so I'm. I never see. I never see a sin uh, embellishing what's already there. Sure. But crafting something that is not true to you, mm-hmm. not being who you are when you are. You're right. People can tell. You mm-hmm. can easily like sp- like scope through that and be like, don't Just <laughs> let let yourself be whatever you are. Be the beautiful butterfly you're meant yeah, to be. It's true. 
or uh, or the moth if you're a moth. That's and true. And love your moth self. Sure. Get down with your moth self. You're adorable. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess the, 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 the last thing I really wanted to talk about is, so we talked a lot about you kind of finding yourself as a career artist and yeah. all these things you've done. Um, and I haven't done this actually in a, for a while in the podcast, but I feel like you're in a good place to, to talk directly to the audience. If you wanted to give advice to anyone who's kind of trying to figure out where they lead, lean artistically or how to kind of make the next steps, like what what are some skills that you wish people told you or some, or some pointers that people gave you when you were trying to figure out what you wanted to do artistically, whether it's just focus or whatever it is, like what would you recommend to people are you, you're making faces oh, like man. you don't. Uh, I, I mean, at at this point in in my life and in my in my career, um, whatever irrelevant little world I live in, um, just going and doing things and seeing things and saying. Saying yes to stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, go see that show that you're not sure about. <laughs> go check it out. Like, why not? Like, the worst that's going to happen is it's going to be a bad show. Right. Or, like, it's not going to be your jam. And then you'll just be like, oh, remember that time I went to that thing that wasn't my jam? Like, find everything. Just, like, yeah. take it in. You know? Because nothing, nothing artistic is going to actively hurt you you know because sure. you are who you are and <laughs> you are and, what you eat so to speak yeah, as far you know, as what you're consuming and, and if you're consuming art that fuels you keep doing that you know and you'll you'll find that when you say yes to stuff you'll go from being forced to be a juliet to being a freestyle rapper for <laughs> tourists. What? Yeah. <laughs> really meteoric rise there. No, I, I truly think that nothing you do, if you're doing it in pursuit of your art form, is going to hurt your art form. You know, I don't believe in distracting from your mission if right. you want to go try something else or you want to, like understand another art form because I'm I am now just an amalgam of all of these different weird things that I've tried sure you know and I I think I'm a stronger more confident person and a more competent artist because of it no I would agree I think the more you try stuff it's funny I always joke about this so um I've been as I've told you I've been hosting burlesque shows for magical girls burlesque and yeah. getting my feet wet hosting in person which has been a lot of fun but I feel like the more I do that and the more I do other things in the burlesque community, it fuels the other things that I do. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like the more I worked with Wasabasco, I got a better sense of how to customize playlists for those shows and other shows. Yeah. And because I got a sense of the art. And it's like I've been joking with um, another indie artist uh, name drop, although he's mostly indie artist adjacent, I guess. But Scott Hazelton, who I love, the oh, husband yeah. of Hazel Honeysuckle, who I also love. Um, I've been joking with him for a long time about taking a burlesque a boylesque class. Do it. Because I feel like, even if I never perform, because I have crippling stage fright, though I managed to get through it being a host, I think mostly because I'm just, I don't know what I do, but I like it. Um, I feel like that would help inform just my stage presence. It would help me make me feel more comfortable with yeah. myself, that kind of stuff. And so it's something that I, and so I think also it's important, like you were mentioning, just take stuff in. I think 
you know, the more things scare you or make you uneasy, the more you should lean into it. Yeah. Because you'll know what your limit is when you hit it. But if you're just afraid of something, it might, it in the end, it won't hurt you. Yeah. If you get up on stage and you bomb, you won't die. No. You might feel like dying, you, but you yeah, won't. You but might you have won't that die. You're like, God, everything's just, the, I'm going to go hide under a rock for a minute. And pretend I'm a puddle, <laughs> you know, but like unpuddle, get out from under the rock and like go, just yeah. go, just do, just see, hear. <laughs> Nothing is bad. Well, I mean, a lot of things are bad. Some but. things are bad, <laughs> but art is not bad. Exactly. You know? No, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think the more exposure we get to different things, the more informed we are, too. Yeah. You know, it, it can't just be all uh, lollipops and comic book movies. Exactly. It's got to be other things. And I think the more art you consume, both intellectual or otherwise, mm-hmm. will make you a better artist as a result. Yeah. Go to I, museums. Yeah. <laughs> especially the Museum of Natural History. Yes. Go, go check out that whale. It's yes. my favorite. Oh, I love that whale. It's my favorite thing Aww. since I was a little boy. Nice. Yeah. I like the uh, the Met. I love the Met's great, the too. Met. You the cannot Met. take instruments into the Met, uh, Internet, just so you know. Really? So you don't make the mistake that I made. Did they stop you? Yeah, I was actually uh, working, uh, singing to children uh, right there behind the Met by the Alexander Hamilton statue. And I was so excited to be that close to the Met, so I like loaded up my bag and like, put my ukulele on my back and like started walking. And the guy at the door was like, can't bring that in here. And I was like, what? Can't take instruments into... Interesting. But it does make me want to just load up my pockets with egg shakers and walk in. And just, then like, just, breathe just, in and just shake them. Just <laughs> and shake then run them out. And then be like, ha <laughs> Street art. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> ha <Ha-ha. laughs> Um, yeah. Well, um, thank you so much, Rachel, oh, for coming on this you. show. It, I, I missed you, and I'm happy to have you on autographs. We will eventually lift your ban off the Crash Chords podcast. And yeah, bring you eventually. Back. One but, day, you know, listen. You know, it's just feelings were hurt, and uh, we're working to repair them. No, I'm we'll, kidding. We'll but, 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 in all we'll seriousness, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you on again. Um, have you on this show specifically? Yeah. I uh, hope you have more art for me to consume soon because I love your stuff and I love it. your work. We're and, gonna own it. And um, but um, where can people find you on the internet if they want to check you out? Um, well, uh, I have a Facebook, uh, Rachel Shank. Pretty simple. Uh, you'll know it's me because parentheses it says Her Royal Flyness. Uh, Which is a great title. Thank you. They might be giants. <laughs> um, shout out. <laughs> uh, uh, on Twitter, I am uh, I am Rachel Shank. Uh, follow me. I, I put funny things. Yeah, she does. It's true. Internet. It's true. I'm told I'm funny on the internet. Uh, uh, no, are you told you're funny? Because you're on the internet, or are you told by people on the internet that you're funny? I've been told that I'm funny by people on the internet through things that I've posted on the internet. Wow, so it's both. Yeah. Amazing. So, you know, one person was like, where do you perform? You're so funny here. I'm like, thanks. I just posted this status while I was pooping. It's fine. No big deal. Uh, (laughs) I had a friend unfollow me on Twitter because she found out I was posting from the toilet. Oh, no. It was a great accomplishment for me. I was just like, fine, see you. Listen, everybody is posting on the toilet. Yeah, seriously. Everyone looks up their phone on the Anyone who's single or, like, poly and is, like, doing the dating app thing, they're swiping right on you. (laughs) From the the toilet? From the toilet. (laughs) They are. I know, because I've done that. Uh, But, yeah, follow me on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, too, at Rachel Quirky. Um... Awesome. Yeah, just I'm I'm all over. 
and go check out After Bunk Afterbirth Monkey's newest record. Making a beeline Be to wasted. Um, and of course, your first record as well, which, uh, which I highly recommend as well. Which will happen eventually. Right, right, or right. never. Yes. Who knows? Well. So that could be hit by a bus. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. But I will happily promote that whenever it is released. Thank you. Yeah. Um, my, my last favor to ask of you as we wrap up is to do our sign-off, which is, of course, Music is Life and Life is Good. I would love you to send us off into the internet ether yes. with your wonderful voice. All right. Music is life and life is good. Woo! Ah. If you enjoyed these interviews, please subscribe to this and the Crash Chords podcast on iTunes, where you can also rate us and review us. You can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Crash Chords Web, our Tumblr, and our YouTube channel. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to post in the comment area below each post. And keep the discussion going, because remember, music is life, and life is good.